Hey, what's going on? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is Wednesday evening, February 10th, 2021. It's Chilly Willie. Fucking, uh, as previously disclosed, we got snow out the anus hole. And, uh, but getting some days that are on the warmer side today. We might have, it didn't reach 40, but those days are good. Look at these guys are out there freaking snow, uh, shoveling snow in this freaking big, uh, parking lot over there. The, uh, Lansdale Pavilion, they call it. There's all kinds of cars and shit out there. big friggin' earth movers and shit. That's what we need to resort to, is earth movers, because of these ridiculous snows. I know places, other places got it worse. I know that it could always be worse, yeah. But it's cold, and it's winter, and it's February, and we only got a, maybe a, another month or two tops. Things are gonna start warming up, melt all this shit away. Then we'll wish it was wintertime again, right? We'll wonder where the where the winter season has gone, but of course we're hopeful that with the fair weather and the progress with our public health vaccines, etc., we're going to start kicking this virus's ass and people are going to be able to make use of the fair weather by going out and enjoying themselves, which they're going to do anyway, um, just because we gotta, we gotta friggin' move forward, you know. I read a post from my friend, a good friend of mine. She's in special education. And she's talking about how basically the challenges that our children have and challenges in educating people and functioning. It's tough, you know? Kids aren't learning. The evidence is that kids are are not learning as well as they would have, which is some, you know, self-explanatory. Their world's been turned upside down. There's going to be hardships. They're going to be substantial during this time. And that's unfortunate. That sucks, right? But, again, it could always be worse. We're going to get through this bullshit, okay? My friend, special education teacher and Business owners, citizens, people around the world, we are going to frickin' band together and we're gonna rise again after this nonsense and life is gonna be good. Might we gotta really work on ourselves now during this time. I say we make the best of our fucking opportunities now, or we, we prepare for when the smoke clears and it's okay for us to resume normal functions and then we're ready to rock and roll. You know, we use a fitness analogy or health analogy. Work on yourself now. You know, you got all this downtime. You got all this time holed up in the house or doing whatever. I know there's been too much, and sometimes you forget that you can be making the best of this. We all are like that. We get complacent. We're like, oh, what do I do? Well, you fucking go out and take a nice walk. You prepare some nice family dinners. You try to eat healthier. Try to improve. You read. You try to acquire knowledge and really understand things a little bit better. Turn your attention away from any of the dark shit, the 
politics and so on and so forth, okay? That's just a distraction from growth. You try to find, try however you possibly can to find the uh, brighter side of life. You know, this uh, philosopher I've listened to, his name is Jamie Wheel, W-H-E-A-L. He's pretty freaking savvy, dude. Smart guy. Um, he was saying that one of the best things he could... Or he was saying that he was a keynote speaker of a conference recently, and I guess everybody expected him to get up and blow smoke up their ass about how they need to really... Oh, ex- these technologies and all these the possibilities of the future, and he, he can do that. But he had a level with them to be honest with himself and be like, this is a fucking shitty time. The best thing we can do is hold it together and show the fuck up. By showing the fuck up, I mean, and he meant, I believe, just put your fucking nose to the grindstone. Apply a little elbow grease, you know, get gritty. Do the work, do whatever you got to do to get by, to survive and thrive. That's hard. It's very hard to be doing that right now. Granted, again, this this uh, COVID has a as kind of a means of paralysis. It like paralyzes people, freezes them, uh, preventing them to act. All of us are like that to a degree. But I think he's right. Show the fuck up. So let's do that. You know, let's try to survive and thrive however we possibly can. If I can help you in any way, I would like to. Next, there's a topic uh, I'd like to discuss reading this book right now by Doug Rushkoff. This guy is pretty freaking smart as well. I like to read books by smart people. Alright, not dumb fucks. This guy is really intelligent and he's talking about uh, it's called Team Human and I believe his message is that there are a lot of positive uh, attributes and qualities to humans that we are surrendering to technology. That these exponential technologies, you know, what does that mean? Your fucking cell phone, okay? Your computer, your television, your smart TV, your Netflix, all that stuff. It's great stuff, and it has an application, and it's, it's useful to us. Right now, we probably feel like we couldn't live without it. But it is really kind of making us complacent, and there's a downside to this stuff. Uh, so the topic of this podcast is going to be playing with ourselves. All right, Because um, Rushkoff says that... He talks about television. For instance, television is awesome. Uh, imagine when it first came out, got a few programs, you got the news, the weather, passing information quickly. Pretty soon every house had a television glowing in their window and people were all huddled around it watching everything from Lassie to uh, variety shows and so on and so forth. And it wasn't long before marketers realized that you know they, this is everybody had it now and we could send messages to people. Whatever your message was. You know. So you could sell things via the television now. Went from radio, now went straight to television. Now we can flash images across the screen and, and get people to buy these products, you know, to sell, sell these people products uh, of our choosing. And marketers were able to 
really use this technology to scale up you know, the sale of their products. It's just common sense, right? Um, and so now, if you look at these technologies, let's say the, the TV, you said people, you know, they, they like to play their television because things are so um, complex. Like, just it's not just like putting on this channel and watch this show, right? Now it's, you got one, two, three... Um, television controls, remote controls, changers, whatever you want to call it, and you have to know how to navigate these these uh, remote controls, and then you have to know how to activate the menu or the guide or whatever they call it, and then there are hundreds, thousands of channels that you can review preview, uh, buy a subscription, uh, different channels, different colors, different uh, languages. There are all these options that you have to sort through. And during that time, you've got on every free space on that menu, up and around the margins, on the bottom, top, sides of the TV screen, you've got ads that are flashing at you. And, oh, buy this channel. Oh, you don't have that channel. You might want to subscribe now for whatever. Add it to your program, da-da-da-da. So we've got these crazy cable bills and subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu and this, that, and the other thing. When you're using that remote controller, it's almost like you're playing a game. You're activating a button, and that button makes this happen, and you scroll up, scroll down. Ooh, I want to go faster. I can page up, page down. Look at all these wonderful options, and if I want to buy this, I can press this, you know, control, da-da-da-da, and I can go back and, you know, go back and forth between different channels and such. Save to favorites, go into hidden menus and all this stuff. And while, listen, I think it's awesome to have all these options, it's really like we are playing the remote, the TV. This is like a joystick. Our remote control is like a fucking joystick. You know, same thing with your cell phone. Scrolling, you ever catch yourself just like, you're not even, you should be asleep. You're not even consciously uh, sorting through things anymore. You're just scrolling. And you're looking for the little red uh, button, little red light to appear over your, you know, anything that you might have. Uh, posts that you might have made on social media, or if you, you know, you got a cell phone, you got an Apple Watch, and you got a Peloton, and they're all linked, and you get notifications, and the watch is buzzing, and the cell phone is pinging and dinging, or your choice of um, of ringtone. I remember, as a quick aside, I was at a wedding one time, and there was a ringtone that was. Um, Talking about the China Grove. Oh, 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 China Grove. Doobie Brothers. <laughs> In the middle of a wedding ceremony, freaking, you could hear a pin drop and then somebody's freaking ring, uh, ringtone. Talking about the China Grove. Oh, 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 China Grove. Awesome, right? Although inadvertent. So, we're playing the TV, we're playing our phone, 
we're scrolling around, we're pressing doodads and buttons, and we're being played, okay? We're consuming our time doing this. We're spending our time pressing on all these little buttons that, that access information or send information about our choices and about our demographic, who we are, uh, what we like. I mean, how many people, how many of us, you start, you get a phone or you, you uh, even um, update your browser and it takes it, you know, half hour for you to do that on your computer and then it's, it's asking you again about your, the things that you like and oh, we'll, give you, we'll give you this type of news. You like sports, great, we'll send you sports. You like new, uh, world news, great, we'll send you that. You like music, arts, and we look at that as like, ooh, these are cool things that I really like. This is what I enjoy. Send me more of that because I don't want to see this. And on the one hand, I think that sometimes it will do that. Uh, it will absolutely give us more of that, those options. But it also, it it's programming us. It's giving our information, selling our information to the highest bidder, whoever wants to sell us shit. And so don't be surprised, Rushkoff used the analogy, um, when if you know, the, it can predict better than your spouse, like when you're going to start a diet program or um, the, the next product that you're going to buy. I mean, if I look up, I was uh, searching snowblowers the, the other day. How to you know fix a snowblower? Uh, because my carbur uh, my carburetor I believe is uh, clogged or clogging. That's got to run on full choke. And so I looked that up, and there's a YouTube thing. And next thing you know, on my phone, I'm getting all this stuff about uh, snowblowers and snow removal and snow uh, repair and so on and so forth. And so it's feeding us this information. It's playing us. And thereby, it's kind of, it's dictating our behavior. It's gathering um, all kinds of information on us. It's not as if, like, I don't feel threatened as though, you know, I need to throw my phone in a lake or, you know, smash the hard drive of my computer with a, uh, a mallet or anything like that. I'm not paranoid about it, but it is a reality that we are being played. We're being played and programmed, and it's really not healthy. While, by the way, we are <clears throat> ignoring a lot of our the positive aspects of humans and human behavior. One of the things that Rushkoff said, which I, it really spoke to me being a nature freak, said... Sunrise and sunset have been reduced to desktop scenery. They're like screensavers. And when's the last time that you, you know, genuinely saw a beautiful sunset, or you know, went outside in your yard and looked at the stars and just spent time doing that, or uh, really went on a hike and enjoyed yourself, or um, interacted with somebody without you know, on, in it, face-to-face. Obviously, that's a challenge right now. That's the thing. The virus is, is <coughs> excuse me, exacerbating. It's not the virus. The virus is exacerbating um, 
these behaviors and prolonging these behaviors, the antisocial and so on and so forth. And so we do a lot of playing with ourselves, literally and figuratively. And it's not healthy. We definitely need to get back to doing things like traveling and experiencing things and people. And we need to throttle back big time on some of the more deleterious aspects of technology. Or at least bring it back on track to where, to guide us really in the, in the right direction. Because, again, I'm not convinced it's going to be the rise of the machines and T, you know, Terminators, T2021s are going to be stalking us. I think it's a lot more in, insidious and subtle than that. Than that. I feel like we are going to be, um, we're putting ourselves to sleep. We're playing with ourselves, looking at all this technology and information. And I even have most of the stuff that I've mentioned already involve that, right? I mean, I've mentioned uh, some e-books that I'm reading and, um, and some posts that I've seen other people write. So that's where I'm getting this stuff. A lot of it, our worlds have gone online, and it's, it's very crazy. Again, I, I'm not saying to completely break contact from these environments, because it's a reality, we're in it, but we need to make it better, and we need to uh, be uh, selfish about some of our more human, innate uh, intelligences and logic and behaviors that have served us for millennia, millions of years. And we don't need to completely shit-can those methods. Um, talking about playing with ourselves, how about just our behaviors in, in, in other ways, like the weather. It's another way how we play with ourselves. Like, we're always people, oh my God, it's going to snow again. Is it going to snow again tonight? It's going to be two to four inches. Oh, I wonder when it's going to happen. It's supposed to happen between now and 9 a.m. And it's just a conversation that, that we have just because we've had some recent snows and this is our concern. We are designed to be able to identify the threat, the most immediate threat, and act on that. Um, so we talk about, oh my God, it's going to snow again. Everybody gets all ruffled. Their feathers get ruffled. Two to four inches ain't shit. We just had two feet drop on us overnight, you know? And then another foot come uh, last Sunday. So we play with ourselves. We play with our minds. We play with our, our, our psychological interactions. What are some other ways that we play with ourselves? Our reactions to perturbations, perturbations, the weather, traffic, interpersonal things. I'll tell you, the interpersonal uh, facet of this is worth mentioning, okay? Because interpersonally, oh my God, I have some people, uh, uh, many people that I know are so just at odds with one another. Maybe it's because we can't really can't interact, you know, that's the whole thing where we used to call it email balls, 
which is when someone says something via, you know, electronically that they wouldn't say to your face. Um, maybe it's that we just can't see each other, so we're more inclined to talk shit. But there are folks that I know, I talk to every day, that have some sort of problem. I mean, I saw somebody today, she's got a problem with her boss, hates her boss, and she feels like her headaches are probably due to the stress that uh, her boss um, is responsible for creating in the workplace. And then we got family matters where people are at each other's throat. They don't understand why we can't get together. And other people are making poor choices, going out of state, going on trips, doing what they want to do, and then expecting everybody to be okay with it. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of levels, a huge hierarchy of um, pathological psycho interactions that are taking place right now and it's interesting to watch it's also somewhat maddening and I think that we're all subject to this we're all dealing with it just the wonky behaviors of folks I mean there's so many things that I could uh, oh I had a guy come in today I love this guy but man he will fucking he was ranting or raving about this and that and the other thing I mentioned somebody's name that I know or that helped me recently and they, oh you know that guy with this oh his father I knew his father you know like saying negative things and it's like granted before the uh, pandemic this fellow wasn't necessarily all there but and listen I'm going to run across some strange people anyway but there's a lot as I always say People are one. People are wonderful. People are terrible. Um, I know most of them. You know, there's some shit that goes on. Guarantee, I'm gonna know about, it or somebody's gonna tell me about it. Um, I don't necessarily want to know or be told, but <clears throat> people tell me things. People share things with me, and I hold the vast majority of them in confidence. But uh, sometimes shit just gets out of control. You know. I'm hearing these things, I'm like, oh my God, do I really, should I, like the reason right now at 8.30 at night that I can't think of a lot of these things, these stories or these anecdotes, is because if I, if I held them all in and stored them in my hard drive, I would likely go insane, <laughs> you know, but, um, it's therapeutic helping people, obviously, and, and listening to people. And I'm sure they it's important for them to get some of these things off their chest. But some of this stuff should really um, should really be committed to memory because it's it's gold. It could be like a a great um, historical fiction or inspire some some kind of story all the characters that I've collected in my life, all of whom I could not love more and would never identify specifically. Um, but holy stinking moly, all right? <clears throat> so there's that. I will note, because I, I did a couple podcasts up to this point and did not finish just because I, I couldn't formulate my thoughts 
the sidetrack for some reason. Um, I should I should make mention of the Super Bowl, which was truly extraordinary. Okay, because you've got two teams that are at the top of their game and have played just tremendously fighting off competition week by week in the playoffs, the regular season and then the playoffs. And they're strategizing. they got their coaches and their leaders, um, team captains and individuals, and they're all freaking professionals. It's what they do for a living. You pay millions for it. On the one side, you get Tom Brady, who's a freaking le- living legend in quarterback, unbelievable leader, um, so so good that people just despise him. A lot of people just just can't stand the guy because why? Because he's good. He's really good, and he can predictably destroy the competition, especially when it comes to the to the games that really matter, like playoff and. Super Bowls, good luck beating them, you know, 42-year-old man, I got him by a few years, but he's fucking somebody's dad, you know, and he's kicking the ass of somebody um, a third of his age, well, not a third of his age, but half his age, almost, and... I mean, the Chiefs couldn't do shit. Patrick Mahomes could not move. He was he was backpedaling 10, 20 yards and throwing crazy balls. Even you know he's crazy accurate, unbelievable player, excellent you know player. I thought that the Chiefs were going to win. Tom Brady and Gronk and uh, the rest of the team, their defense, they're they're they. They just had their shit together. So the question is, how can two teams that should be at the same level, you know, game plan and read the plays and try to predict what the outcome is going to be, what the other their opponent is going to do, and how they're going to respond to that, and one team get it so right and the other team get it so very wrong? I don't want to hear about penalties. I don't want to hear about luck or this guy had COVID or any of that shit. All these people, from the first, second, even third string that are are calling themselves Buccaneers or Chiefs, they are highly trained athletes, professionals, masters at their trade. Some might be better than others, but not by much, I don't think. The frickin' Buccaneers destroyed the Chiefs. They made the best team on paper, and, and, and the Super Bowl champions, they just, they couldn't do shit. And that was truly remarkable. That was, that was leadership, is what I'm, I believe. That is not a purely physical um, performance that we're talking about. Or mental performance, Tom Brady and his squad. He made everybody play better. He made that entire team 
come together because they believed in him, because he'd been there before, because of his prowess and his track record and his, um, he believed in them too and he unified them over the course of a season and that was a truly remarkable, and people said, oh, they didn't like it, it was an ugly Super Bowl. I mean, I'd like to see a close game too, but oh my goodness, that's crazy, that's remarkable, that is a an outstanding feat to have done, to have accomplished that. And so that's something to wonder about, and it's inspiring. And I don't think that, uh, I think the Chiefs are probably still wondering what hit them. I'd love to know the strategy around that and, and how, you know, really, like, walk through that and, and play by play and talk about how that was able to take place. But I feel like it was like a historic thing in a way recent history anyway, I mean, he fucking negated every positive, every, every advantage, every strength that the Chiefs had, they negated it, took out the quarterback, took out the, um, uh, the offense and the defensive players, they negated their every move, from what I saw, and so they played they capitalized on the Chiefs' weaknesses and negated their strengths. Both sides of the ball. Amazing. And I feel like, in closing, that's what we need to do. Right? You've got strengths and you've got weaknesses. We all do. So during this time when we're playing with ourselves and all this technology and we're separated from the ones we love and we're taken off of our game. How can we negate the odds like Tom Brady? Now, I know he's a dynamo, but he's fucking 42 years old. That's a disadvantage. Physiologically, anatomically, he's at a disadvantage. I know that, you know, he he can't possibly be in the best shape of his life after playing football for 20 years, pro football for 20 years. I'm sure that he's better in other ways. You know, he's smarter. He can knows how to do things, work smarter, not harder, but we need to do that, work smarter, not harder, and try to read the plays on what is a, an unfortunate and uncertain predicament that we're in, the game that we're playing, the game called life. We all have our moves to make and our plays to read and our strategies to um, develop, so let's do that, you know. Let's kick ass and take names and try to, during this fucked up time, let's try to develop ourselves however we possibly can by being first generating an awareness or cultivating an awareness of how we are behaving, watching ourselves and understanding the the things that we're doing that are good and that are fucked up. Whether it's not enough sleep, whether it's too much screen time, whether it's you're eating shit, not exercising, start doing yourself some favors. All right, start doing the things or the things that are good for you. All right, and that get you by, that help you, so that when we're through this, I know it's it's uh, Americans like uh, instant gratification, but. 
you know, we're going to have to exercise some delayed gratification and just plan now so that when the smoke clears, we rise like a fucking phoenix and come home with a win. You know, I think that we can do that. So in the meantime, stop playing with yourself. Fucking stupid remotes and your junk news, you know, still reading up on Trump and fucking impeachment and all that stuff and negativity, you know, and all your little guilty pleasures, eating your shit food, you know, and um, not exercising, sitting around your big fat smelly ass, you know, all of us. You know, I'm also a client. You know, I could take some of my own advice, so, and remind myself that these are the things that we need to do, these are the ways that we need to behave, um, that make sense, so that we can survive and thrive this time, and fucking win the Super Bowl, which is every day of our life, you butt licks, you understand that? Alright, everybody have a good night, I am going to fucking scarf down some food, my dog, last time, Monday when I came home late, she fucking howled at me, and that was one of the most enjoyable moments of my life recent in recent days. Because she's saying, "Daddy, you're you are the leader of the pack, or at least running with the pack." And I love that old dog. I love my family, food, shower, beer, sleep, repeat. Yes, yes, love and respect. <laughs>